Health by Design, the podcast where we explore your brilliant biology, current research, and successful traditions to give you the health of your life. Dr. Price speaks of a ratio of building foods to energy foods. This is a powerful concept, and we're going to dig into it today. May it be life-improving for you as it has for us. In episode 5, we talked about people nowadays having 30% of teeth with cavities. And isolated people groups, Dr. Price found, had 1%. No hospitals, no dentists, no mental institutions. They didn't need them. That sounds like success to me. I want to know what they knew about health. Dr. Price found all of these isolated groups had slightly different diets, yet they all ate natural foods available where they live. Not a huge variety like we do, and they had all more vitamins, minerals, building foods, and food that fed more beneficial bacteria. Today, we will look at the percent of building foods compared to energy foods. This is what Dr. Price said was the most important factor in their diets besides the vitamin and mineral content. We'll take a look at what are building foods, which ones to avoid, and how to get the ratio of building to energy foods that brought great health to the primitive people groups he studied. Dr. Price's work has proven true in my life by saving my teeth. Listen to episode five to hear more. And it's also helped prevent pain for my husband. He's been a mechanic for over 40 years. Do you know what they do? Can you imagine struggling with your hand muscles to turn a wrench, sometimes for hours on end to make a rusted bolt move, holding your hands up for hours or painfully leaning over a car as your muscles work for long periods of time? He has often been in pain in the 32 years we've been married, and it's been interesting to see how Dr. Price's research has helped him. When I presented this to him, he was like, how has it helped me? And then once I explained what Dr. Price talks about, he said, oh yeah, that has helped. So his suggestions work and are the only research I'm aware of that focuses on healthy people who didn't need dentists or hospitals or mental institutions and documented the nutrient content in what people actually ate instead of foods they remembered eating, like some studies. So first a bit about what are building foods. Can you guess? If we consume fats, proteins, and carbohydrates as the macros in our daily diet, and the body can use fats and carbs as energy, then what must the building foods be? Exactly, proteins. That's not to say that proteins do not provide energy. Just today, I was tired and I had some eggs and felt more energy. Interesting. We don't classify proteins as energy foods. Why did it give me more energy today? And why do I not get that afternoon slump if my lunch is protein? I've also found that a protein breakfast keeps my energy up for a longer day. It also helps keep blood sugar levels more stable during the day. I'm not claiming to know all the answers today. What I hope to do is present interesting stories and ask for what works for you. So why do we need building foods in the first place? One building food is collagen. It is a part of protein. It's about half of the protein in our body is collagen. 
It is critical to bone health. The cartilage in our back and our joints, it keeps us standing tall. It supports our structure. It helps our joints move. Collagen is a structural part of protein which makes up 25 to 35% of our body. And it's critical for immune function, skin health, repair, hemoglobin carriers, neurotransmitters, or helps calm our nerves. Look it up. If you search essential amino acids, there are nine, and most of these are found mostly in animal protein, and two are also from antioxidant-rich fruits and vegetables. All the enzymes, most hormones, proteins of the blood, such as albumin, and most of the structures in each cell are made of protein, unquote. Your body can make many, about 20 amino acids, from simpler ingredients. Again, I quote, this is from, directly from a health text. But the other nine are called essential amino acids because they must be in your diet. You need each one of them specifically. Your body cannot substitute one for another because if a wrong amino acid is used, the final shape of the protein that is being folded could be warped and useless. A deficiency in one of the essential amino acids affects all cells of the body, including the brain and the immune system, and makes the person feel nervous, exhausted, and dizzy, unquote. There is an amazing book by Lily Nichols called Real Food for Pregnancy that recommends a higher protein diet for pregnant mamas as they are building a new human in their body and they obviously need the building and repairing foods. Yet I have found her suggestions valuable for many. It might be worth you picking up, even if you're not pregnant or you don't know anybody, or if you know somebody who is pregnant that you could give it to. As it turns out, Lily Nichols was a dietitian who was trained the traditional dietitian way with the traditional dietitian's books that as a nutritional consultant, we studied to find how it compared to real research. But Lily Nichols actually worked with pregnant women in practice, and she found that the things that she was taught was causing more diabetes for these pregnant women. So that's what made her dig deep, find Dr. Price's research, and then start implementing his ideas with pregnant women and found that the number of women with gestational diabetes went down. She found many, many great stories of what helped these women, and her book is just a treasure trove of that. Okay, so we need proteins or building foods. What are heat and energy factors? For most of the primitives, this would be fruit or sea or land vegetables or possibly oats, but not all of the above. Quote, the outstanding difference from the chemical standpoint is the comparative level of bodybuilding and body repairing materials in proportion to heat and energy factors or calories. In general, all the efficient dietaries were found to contain two to six times as high a factor of safety in the matter of bodybuilding material as the displacing foods. Unquote. So today we're going to unpack this and consider what are bodybuilding materials, what are the displacing foods, what does it look like to eat two to six more times bodybuilding material than heat and energy factors. Have you ever seen the wrinkles on a person who's been vegan for a long time? I'm not picking on vegans. There are advantages to vegetables for sure. 
But it may be because although we need vitamin C to make collagen, we also need lysine, proline, and glycine. Bone broth per 100 grams has 54 times more glycine than a vegetarian product, sunflower seeds, that has some of the most, one of the best vegetarian sources. We need high-quality protein for our body's repair and structure, and that includes keeping our skin young-looking. Before I met my husband, I was a vegetarian for seven years. I was tired a lot and a little chunky. I tried to go vegan, but I didn't even make it two weeks. Honestly, I was exhausted. Yet, I couldn't have returned to meat-eating if I didn't believe it was possibly good for me. So Dr. Price's work helped me a lot. Yet, not all sources of protein are equal, even if they're animal protein. Dr. Price speaks of the natives choosing organ meats as being far more nutritious than the muscle meats we usually eat. What we eat, the natives would throw to their dogs. I don't know about you, but I wasn't raised to like liver and organ meats. So normally when I eat meat, it's the muscle meats. If I'm going to do liver and organ meats, it's going to be in a capsule or I'm making liver for my dog and I try a little tiny bit at a time to try to acclimate my taste buds. But there are lots of sources of proteins these days and not all of them are good. I heard a famous cardiologist yesterday speak of vegetarian protein from flax and hemp as being good. Funny. I think of these as being sources of fiber and a small amount of omega-3s and not even as usable as DHA from fish oil and the protein in the shake he was advertising was only 10 grams. I just had two and a half eggs for breakfast, got more protein and more usable protein. I'm not saying flax is bad. I love flax seeds. I think they're great and they definitely help keeping the bowels moving right and giving you, making your skin soft. Oh my goodness, I love that part of flaxseed oil. But when I ate only vegetable protein, I struggled with my weight. Am I the only one out there? Let me know. I would love to hear. So for the purpose of today's episode, we'll focus on meat proteins because the ratio Dr. Price said the healthy natives had isn't even possible from vegetables. Wait, what? It's not possible from vegetables? What about cauliflower? How much protein does the vegetable cauliflower have? So if I were to eat 18 grams of protein in a meal, if there was a half cup of cauliflower, I would need to eat nine cups to equal 18 grams of protein that I could get from meat. And again, I'm not saying cauliflower is bad. I think cauliflower can be super important. And especially if someone is battling cancer that's estrogen fed, cauliflower and the brassicas can provide a false receptor site for that excess estrogen and get it out of the body or the bad estrogen like xenoestrogen from plastics. But I know that's not part of our conversation today. My point is that to get enough vegetables to get the protein that you can get from meat is very difficult and would probably be very difficult on your gut. Most of us have heard meat vilified as causing cancer. Is this true? We know that some are known to have cancer-causing agents. One of my favorite research study is called AICR, the American Institute for Cancer Research, 
They did 20 years of cancer research twice. The first set of research, I can't even find their results, but I had them written down from years ago. And they said nine of the 10 things that cause cancer are within our control. And maybe I'll do a podcast on that one time, someday down the road. But one of the things from this research that it says was to stay away from processed meats to avoid cancer. What is a processed meat? Hot dogs, sausages, Mickey D's hamburgers, Beyond Meat. Well, I guess that's not really a meat, but it is definitely processed. Sandwich meats, and I hate to admit it, bacon. Some say they're likely to cause cancer because they include chemicals like nitrites that convert to nitrosamines or a cancer-causing agent. Centenarians or people who live to 100 almost always eat some meat, but not processed meat. Now, the truth is celery and other vegetables contain nitrites as well, the same ingredient as they add chemically to processed meat. Is this any different? They're not said to cause cancer. Why? Great question. Some studies speculate because nitrates or nitrites don't turn into nitrosamines in the presence of vitamin C. This is something really worth considering. Make sure you're taking your vitamin C, especially if you eat meat. There is a popular book that I read about 20 years ago that tried to prove that all meat causes cancer. It didn't make sense to me then because it didn't explain how people lived 150 years ago without chemicals in their meat and cancer was almost unheard of. It didn't make sense to me that when people ate grass-fed beef before the time of pesticides and herbicides and Roundup, cancer wasn't the big business it is today. It's pretty clear that the processed meats that contribute to cancer are processed foods. What a surprise. Man-made foods, foods that feed the machine and provide more profit to the biggest corporations out there than meat and eggs. What about regular protein meats? So I'm gonna step back for a moment. One of the things that's so special about protein from grass-fed beef, and I may have talked about this in the episode on fats, I'm not recalling at the moment, but when you eat grass, when cows eat grass, which is the food that they are designed to eat, Their four stomachs break that grass down. Humans can't break down grass like that. That's why we need a juicer if we're going to do wheatgrass juice, right? But a cow's designed to eat grass. And when it eats grass-fed, when it is grass-fed, the meat that it produces has fat that is high in omega-3s. When we add grains to the cow's diet, it changes the fat in their body to an inflammatory fat, omega-6s. Our diets should have two times the amount of omega-3s, it's estimated, to the amount of omega-6s in our diets. Honestly, we don't eat grass-fed beef all the time. We do if it's hamburger that we're eating or, you know, but we eat a lot of steaks, I'll be honest with you. And I don't have an issue with inflammation, even though I'm eating more inflammatory meats. But my husband does. So maybe that is a contributing factor, something to certainly consider. 
But let's consider what are energy foods. Dr. Price argued that more tropical climates lend themselves to more energy foods or simple sugars like fruit. And he also found that in those areas, people tended to have a little bit more cavities than areas that didn't have simple sugar fruits like that. Again, I am not saying that fruit is bad, not at all. As mentioned a minute ago, the vitamin C they contain may be a protective factor against cancer. And as we will discuss in an upcoming episode, there are phytonutrients and polyphenols in fruits and vegetables that help the liver do its many jobs. Just this morning, I woke up in the middle of the night thinking, lemon juice and water and olive oil. So when I got up, I saw the message that I made to myself and reach for the olive oil, but it's old didn't smell good, so I'm going to toss it and buy a new one. But I did a glass full of water with freshly squeezed lemon in it and felt that it immediately moved the flow of bile and got things moving in my liver. So I looked it up. I found a Dr. Berg video. He's so great. There's there's only a few guys online that I find have information that you can really trust to be true. And almost 100% of the time, Dr. Berg and Dr. Jockers are two of the ones that I really trust. But Dr. Berg had a video on the benefits of drinking lemon water. And sure enough, one of the things was it promotes the flow of bile to help the liver do its jobs. Now, how do I know that it moved the bile in my body? Because it promoted a movement. So forgive me for TMI, but I wanted you to know it's not like I can feel my, my liver producing bile and irritating the top of my colon, but the result you can definitely feel. So back to the fruits, if our children were starting to get a cold, I wouldn't let them eat oranges or other high sugar fruits. And I definitely didn't give them fruit. Why? Because that would feed bad bacteria and make them get more sick. Yet, if I gave them eggs and protein or bone broth, they would often not get sick even if they started to feel it. How could that be? Try it sometime. Let me know if you experience the same thing. Anyway, back to Dr. Price. As a nation, would we have ever considered a proportion of two to six times more building foods on every plate? Well, what would that look like? Remember the government's food pyramids? Or better yet, considering the new, quote, plate that they recommend. Certainly higher in building foods than the food pyramid, which had the bottom layer had six to 11 servings of grains as its foundation. The current plate is cut into four parts. How much of the fourths are building foods? Well, it could be argued that one fourth of the plate is protein and the cup of milk it shows on the side would add a bit. So maybe one fifth is protein. Well, personally, I find it rare that an adult can drink a glass of milk these days without digestive upset. So the side of my plate would never have milk. Almost daily, I'll eat yogurt with low sugar berries, however. So, okay, maybe that's my milk. So basically, this plate represents a ratio of one part protein to four or five parts energy or heat producing foods. This is almost the exact opposite of what Dr. Price recommends. Why should we listen to him? Remember, he studied good results. He studied the natives that didn't have cancer, didn't have cardiovascular disease, they didn't have bad teeth, and they didn't need hospitals, dentists, 
or mental institutions. But the diet he recommends is literally the opposite of what we are told is best for health. The opposite. No wonder this concept is hard to wrap our brain around, especially when there is so much research that on the surface seems to conflict. So how much protein? Research used to say we could only absorb 30 grams at a sitting. More recent research shows that we can utilize as much at a sitting as we can eat. This is not a license to eat all the protein you can, but I find most of us don't get enough. Reproductive issues are real common these days, and I'm not saying a lack of protein is the only cause, but it's one cause. Depression, poor blood sugar regulation, these are all real issues that can sometimes be related to not eating enough protein. Just yesterday, Sean Baker, a man promoting a carnivore diet or eating all meat, said he received three testimonials of lives being changed when the diet included more animal protein. Let me read one to you. Hey, Sean, I don't expect a reply to this, but just thought I'd let you know. I went vegan back in 2018 and was on it for three years. In that time, me and my girlfriend at first were fine, but after year two, our health started to deteriorate fast. Hair falling out, depression, super skinny, you name it. I remember seeing you actually back when Mick the Vegan used to quote-unquote debunk your claims. You always said don't believe those BS studies and used what works. I finally decided enough was enough and got us off veganism to animal-based. Not only has our health flourished, but we are better than ever. My fiancé is now pregnant and the baby's extremely healthy because we cut out lots of veggies, carbs for meat, dairy, and organ supplements. Also, my athletic performance has been better than ever. Just want to say, keep doing your great work. If not for you and others like you, I would still be clinging to studies, ideology that was causing my health to fail. So that was one of three testimonies that he got that day. And here's another powerful testimony. This is from one of my clients. My digestive issues are a thing of the past. Cynthia's program has really helped me, and I tell everyone. So this testimonial is just one more example of what I've seen when the right nutrients are added. I really believe that our structure requires nutrients to support our structure, prevent depression and nerve degeneration. And a lot of times those, those structural nutrients come from types of protein. I have heard people parrot their doctor who say that their knees only have so many miles on them. Yet that's only true if you refuse to give them the structural nutrients that knees need to be healthy. I got a lot of miles on my knees because of all the Zumba that I do, and my knees don't hurt, praise God. Something to consider. So in conclusion, why not study success if success is what we want? Why become experts on disease when disease is not what we are looking for? What does it look like to have two to six times more building foods than energy foods on your plate? Is it hard to picture? For most of us, it is the exact opposite of what we are used to seeing. Funny, once the kids moved out, hubby and I got a little lazy on the variety we put on our plate, so some nights we might only eat steak. 
What is amazing to me is that on those nights, we both sleep really well. No one snores loudly, but add the potatoes back to the plate or put ice cream back as a dessert, and the snoring wakes us both up many times a night. Try it as an experiment and let me know if you experience the same benefit with just protein as dinner. And it's got to be an earlier dinner too. I think if it's too late, it doesn't work. But if you're interested in seeing a list of the foods that Dr. Price said the ancients used for health, I have a free PDF you can have when you sign up on my email list using the link in the show notes. Healthy civilizations ate a small variety of foods as made by nature that had high quantities of vitamins and minerals and fed good bacteria. We would do well to emulate them.